In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. This is Live La Bella Vita with your host, Don Catherine. If you're looking to know all the latest beauty tricks of the trade and the latest fashion trends before everyone else, this is your show. Do you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense? This is your show. It's Live La Bella Vita on Toginet with Dawn Catherine. If you love wine and want to know more about the process it takes from the vine to the bottle, if you love Italian food and want to learn Nana's recipes, you enjoy travel and want to know the best luxury destinations and resorts, love spending time with La Familia, does your business or passion allow you to live La Bella Vita? Let's find out. All that and a little more with an Italian flair. This is Live La Bella Vita on Toginet.com. And now, here's your host, Don Catherine. Benvenuto, and welcome to the La Bella Vita show. We have a really great show for you today. Um, Dr. Carol Lieberman, renowned media psychiatrist and author of Bad Girls, Why Men Love Them, and How Good Girls Can Learn Their Secrets. I'm so excited to talk to her tonight. But first, before we do absolutely anything else, being a native New England girl, I have to give a huge shout-out to the Boston Bruins for winning the Stanley Cup against the Vancouver Canucks, and they shut them out 4-0. So big shout-out to them. Um, I'm not going to say that New England has the best teams in the world, but we do have the absolute best. We have seven championships in the last 10 years, so Boston freaking rock. They're awesome. Go Bruins. Very, very excited about that. Okay, so every week, you know, that I'm going to tell you about what I am in contact though about or spellbound. Um, well, obviously, the Boston Bruins had me spilled on because I can't believe they actually won the championship. It's been, like, forever since 1972, so that's amazing. Um, so, my fashion icon of the week this week is Mrs. Tom Brady, Giselle Bunchen, and I, it is a coincidence that it's her, trust me. Not that I am saying it because she's a New England Patriot player's wife, um, but she wore this amazing low-cut, sequined, backless Oscar de Lorenza to the AFI Awards this past week, and she looked absolutely stunning. And her hair was pulled back. She had some simple makeup on. She looked plastic and radiant. It was unbelievable. Um, I have to say, though, I just think it's so unfair that someone who has legs that are about six feet long is able to have legs that long and get to go home to Mr. Tom Brady, who is just amazingly beautiful himself. And, you know, I don't know. It's really, really not that fair. So that's my fashion icon of the week, Miss Giselle. And um, God love her. So my wine pick of the week. I had a couple of people tell me that they loved my choice last week, which was the uh, Blue Pearl Prosecco. So for those of you who listen to the show, thanks for the feedback. I appreciate that. But this week, my pick is from... Fortune's Organic Winery, it is Honeydew Moon. Yes, that's right, Honeydew Wine. And I know it sounds a little crazy, but it is so delicious. Another great selection for these hot summer days. 
Port Chimneys is actually America's first organic winery, and it's located in the New York Finger Lakes in Himrod, New York. And you should go to the winery if you ever have the chance. They have some great tastings, and it's in this huge old barn. And the, the vineyard is just spectacularly beautiful, and it's right on the lake. It's just gorgeous. So if you ever have a chance to go up to the Finger Lakes at all, and do any of the wine tours up there, I do encourage you to do so because it is so beautiful up there, and they have great, great wines. So um, check out Fortunies Honeydew uh, Moon, and uh, you can reach them at fortuniesorganicswine.com. I'll put this information up on my show page after the show, so you can go and check on that if you can't uh, see it. Um, so their number is uh, 607-243-7502 if you want to call them and order some wine because I definitely think you're going to want to try this honeydew moon. So, and I have, have it on good authority that uh, this year's honeydew moon is the best harvest ever. So check it out. So those are my Silvones in Cantatos for the week. Check out the wine. You can see a picture of Giselle in that fabulous gown and it just makes me kind of heartbreaking that uh, you don't have legs that long because I know that it really upsets me. So anyway, I have the most beautiful psychiatrist that is out there. Her name is Dr. Carol Lieberman. She's going to come on the show with us right now and join us. And she's going to talk about her book. And we're going to get into a lot of juicy things about why bad girls get the men. So I want to welcome Ms. Carol Lieberman to the show. How are you? Hi, fine, thank you. Good, good, good. So good to hear from you. Um, so I want you to tell me a little bit about your book. Okay. Um, I'll start off with uh, why I wrote the book. How's that? Um, I wrote the book because uh, I have seen how the dating jungle has gotten more and more ferocious. In other words, men and women are having their hearts broken more than ever before. And it's because people are uh, defensive in relationships. In other words, when they've gotten hurt in previous relationships, they bring that feeling to the relationship like they expect to get hurt. And so they act in ways that are games or defensive or, you know, off-putting because they're afraid of getting into a really close relationship and then being hurt all the more. So I had written um, a while ago a book called Bad Boys, Why Men, Why We Love Them, How to Live With Them, and When to Leave Them. And um, that was, at that time, there were a lot of bad boys. There still are a lot of bad boys. Uh, Anthony Weiner is, is the most current example, and Schwarzenegger and so on. But... Um, uh, but but in addition to that, actually, while I was going around promoting that, um, all the guys would say to me, when are you going to write about bad girls? So I've finally written about bad girls. And this book is actually for men and for women. It's for men to warn them about the 12 different types of bad girls, uh, what I call the dozen dangerous damsels, and, um, and to, to understand why they may be sitting ducks for these women. And for women, um, for the good girls, it's to help them even the playing field 
to let them learn the secrets that bad girls use to get and keep the guys and um, so that they can not become bad but can be as successful in getting and keeping the guys. Okay. That's great. So can you tell us a little bit about the dangerous damsels? I have to tell you, um, that sounds very intriguing to me. Tell me a little bit about the, the dangerous damsels and what sure. we learn from Sure. Well, first let me tell you what a bad girl is in general, what I okay. mean by a bad girl. Um, what I mean is not a trashy girl or not an evil girl, but these are women who have been um, made to feel unlovable. So it starts off with these women as little girls being made to feel unlovable by their fathers. Now, this could be uh, because the father has extreme behavior, such as being abusive, physically or sexually abusive, but it, that's, it doesn't have to be that extreme. It can just be a father who's a workaholic and so isn't home very much. Uh, he could be have good intentions, you know, working very hard to buy his little girl lots of presents, but the little girl just sees it as his not being around her, not giving her enough love and attention. And, of course, the most common problem for men and women these days, for each generation, it's become worse, uh, and that is divorce. Because when, let's say, go back, you know, talking about little girls, for example, um, when when her parents get divorced, it's likely that she's not going to be seeing her father as much. In fact, many times he will have another family at some point and have other, you know, have a, another wife or a girlfriend who he lives with, and then um, children with them. So they ha- he he starts paying attention to his new family, and the little girl uh, left behind feels as though she isn't as lovable or as important, and so. Women like that uh, grow up and become attracted to men who are bad boys, men who then treat them badly. So at some point, these women consciously or unconsciously decide that they must not be lovable. And so since they they give up hope that their prince will come <laughs> um, and keep them <laughs> off their feet, they um, they they go for something else. You know, they decide to get something else from the man, either something tangible or some um, situation. And I'll explain that with the 12, the dozen dangerous damsels. Um, so what it is is that the, this, the bad girls, even though, of course, they want real love, but they don't think they're going to be deserving of it. And so instead, they exploit the men, in these 12 different ways, and um, they pretend to themselves, they try to pretend that this is almost as good as love. So I'll give you the the 12 types. Um, Gold digger, addict, sex siren, sexual withholder, married woman on the prowl, commitment phobe, husband hunter and trapper, husband stealer, ultimate damsel in distress, cougar, ball buster, and bad girl scorned. And you'll notice that there isn't a cheating category here because all of these 12 types are capable of cheating if they've used up their man for what they can get from him or if they just want, they think they can get more or something better from a new guy, then they feel entitled to leave the original guy and go off with the new one to get what they want. 
So you can see, for example, that a gold digger wants something tangible. You know, she wants gold. She wants a man to pamper her. Um, But there are other examples. Let's say a married woman on the prowl, she's not after things. She's after a man who will be willing to have uh, an affair with her, a relationship with her, knowing that she's married, knowing that he can't have her all the time. Okay, we're going to have to take a break right now. We're going to talk a little Uh bit more when we come back. Sure. Bésame, bésame mucho. You know, he just might. This is Live La Bella Vita. Stay with us to learn more about the latest beauty tricks of the trade and latest fashion trends before anybody else. We'll be back with more Live La Bella Vita right after these on Toginet.com. Bésame, bésame How to invest, where to invest, where to save, where to get the right insurance, what to do about taxes. Should I relocate my business or ever purchase a property? That's where Go To My Radio Show comes in. Join host Chris Holt Tuesday afternoons at 1 Pacific, 3 Central on GoToMyRadioShow.com. Choose the right financial professional and learn more about the products and services while learning the terminology and strategies used by these professionals. Go To My Radio Show is unbiased and Chris Holt, your host, will ask the hard questions and take calls to help you connect with the right professional who can help you better handle your financial and business choices. Go to my radio show is not a financial services company and does not offer any financial advice, but we will help you make the right choice when it comes to planning your financial future. And most of all, choosing the right program and the right professional for you. Go to my radio show with Chris Holt Tuesday afternoons at 1 Pacific, 3 Central on GoToMyRadioShow.com. Ready for the most current feel-good gossip? Then check out Daytime with Donna with your host, Donna Intercastle, and sidekick Nina Fry. Every Friday afternoon at 2, 1 Central on toginet.com. Donna is a charismatic market-driven entrepreneur who was part of the team that founded iVillage.com, which is the largest content-driven community for women today. Donna and Nina are here to empower you, motivate you, and encourage you in all aspects of your life. It's like Oprah on the radio. Plus, your chance to win great prizes, all the way up to a $500 Visa gift card. For more on Donna Intracasso, check out her website, introinc.com. Then join us for the show, Daytime with Donna, with your host, Donna Intracasso, and sidekick Nina Fry. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on toginet.com. And from thence, I had great desire to see Italy, and came to Venice, and from thence to Florence, where I played before the Duke, and got great favors. If it's good enough for Sting, it's good enough for us. This is Live La Bella Vita on Toginet. If you love Italian food, you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, you love travel and luxury destinations and resorts, this is your show. It's Live La Bella Vita. All with an Italian flair. Now, let's get back to the show on Toginet. It's Live La Bella Vita. And here again is your host, Don Catherine. Welcome back to Live La Bella Vita. 
welcome back. And we have Dr. Carol Lieberman on with us tonight talking about her book, Bad Girls. And um, I just want to get back before the break. We were talking about the dozen dangerous damsels. And so I just wanted to talk a little bit more about that. So can you continue what we were talking about? Sure. Um, I was talking about how the bad girls are women who exploit men because they they take what they can get, uh, and each one has a reason for why they become one of the 12 types. In other words, their childhood, their background um, drives them into a particular type, and men are attracted to these 12 different types based upon their background and their present situation. And um, so, for example, um, you know, the husband stealer, this is a woman who uh, wants gets satisfaction out of stealing a man from his wife because it makes her feel um, more uh, more desirable, you know, more powerful that that this man was willing to steal to to let her steal him from his wife, uh, and that goes back to childhood when she wasn't able to steal her father from her mother, you know, that she wasn't able to um, oh have get more attention from her father, that she felt that. You know, her mother was just uh, um, had a closer relationship with him, of course. And so each of these, you know, there are, there are psychological reasons why a woman becomes each of these 12 types. But the bottom line is that, um, that men get hurt. They get heartbroken because they, um, because even though at the beginning they try to convince themselves that the women are really after them, not what they can get, uh, at some point, when the women break their hearts, you know, they have to face um, what was really going on. And I, uh, to write this book, I interviewed over 100 men about their experiences with each of these different uh, types of bad girls. And what was amazing to me was um, how, even though the men were all different ages and all different professions and, and jobs and all over the United States, some even in other countries, uh, for some of them, their bad girl experience was years ago. But when they told me their story about it, it the, the, you could hear in their voice how much pain there still was. And uh, they could remember what the woman was wearing, what she said, what happened this day and that day. And, and we women don't give men credit for, because well, you know, partly because men don't want us to see and they look kind of, they act kind of tough on the outside, but we don't realize just how sensitive they are and how much all of these things affect them. Right. Absolutely. So, I mean, as far as, you know, I know you talk about the bad girl side of it, but what about the good girl side of it? You know, I know that you talk, you talk about these issues about, you know, having issues with your dad, but even with a good girl, um, myself included, I come from a divorced family. My father left when I was young. So I know that there's a lot of good girls that have those kind of abandonment um, issues with their father or, you know, their father just wasn't there, working, whatever. I mean, it, could, it, 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 it's true of, of good girls as well. Um, yes, yes. Not all good girls then um uh, well, I mean, you know, part of it depends upon what has happened to the good girl. You know, in other words, if a good girl, you know, like yourself has that kind of background, if they then were attracted to bad boys 
or a bad boy who broke their heart, um, these experiences add up too. Not, I'm not saying that every good girl who had that kind of dysfunctional relationship with her father is going to turn into a bad girl, but it, it also depends upon what happens in between and whether at what point or if this good girl is just going to throw up her hands, at least psychologically, and say, okay, I give up trying to find love. I'm just going to use these men because of all the pain that I've suffered. Right. No, that's that's true. And I expect, I'm just saying, I know from experience from myself that as a good girl, and I can tell you that I am attracted to the bad boys, and it's gotten me into a lot of trouble in my relationships. (laughs) And, you know, it just happens. And you think that you can repair them and you can fix them, and it just never happens. And you think that you're the one that's going to change them and that you're going to be able to, you know, you always feel like you have to rescue them because there obviously must be something wrong that they're so, you know, jilted and I, and it just never works. So I, I think that, uh, that yes, you probably, you probably, um, you know, in my bad boys book, I, I define 12 ty- types of bad boys. Too. <laughs> um, and, and women who lost their fathers, you know, I'm not, I, I don't mean necessarily that he died, but like what you were saying, you know, divorced at an early age, they are often attracted to the type of of bad boy that I call the frazzled frog. Um, these are guys who haven't grown up. They, um, you know, they they their life is somewhat in shambles. And um, the woman who has come from a childhood where her father really wasn't there um, is trying to find a man who uh, is least likely to leave. So it seems like a man whose life, you know, he doesn't really have his career together, his act together. It seems like those kinds of men are going to be the least likely to leave and the most needy on you. And so those are typically the men that these kinds of, you know, women with these abandonment issues would pick. But what happens there is that when the woman then nurtures the man, and of course with the man it has to do with his relationship with his mother, and uh, if he didn't get enough nurturing then he's looking for a woman to nurture him. And so the good girl comes along and uh, and she's trying to um, nurture him. And at some point, this frazzled frog gets nurtured and gets his life together. And um, then he decides that he's good enough and he doesn't need her anymore. Uh, <laughs> and he moves on. <laughs> And that's then they hop away, yes. These frozen frogs <laughs> hop away. <laughs> yeah, that's, so, that's not good. That's not good. <laughs> but um, as far as, you know, getting back to, like, the good girl thing, too, I, see, I, I can tell you from my experience that I'm, I'm the good girl that goes to the bad boys that just don't stay around or, you know, that they don't, you know, they don't want a relationship. And I just think that um, I do think with all of my girlfriends that I know that are in my same kind of boat who have, like, those kind of, daddy issues as well, they all say to me that, you know, they go for these men who they know they're not attainable because they feel like if their father couldn't stay there for them, who else is ever going to be there for them? Yes. Yes, absolutely. And so, so they're afraid of getting, being with a guy who is available because then that kind of relationship would be more intimate, emotionally intimate, and then it would hurt all the more if that man hopped away. 
Exactly. 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 And it's, I, I know that I have felt like that, and I know that I have a lot, a lot of friends that feel the same way. And but you know, it's, but we repeat that. I, we repeat that cycle over and over, and it's just like, how do you break the cycle? How do you break that cycle of going after those same guys? Well, it's, it's what Freud called the repetition compulsion. The reason why um, people do things, repeat patterns, even though they turn out the ending is always bad, is because there's the hope that somehow um, this time you'll be able to make it turn out better. You know, even though it hasn't turned out better in the past, there's this hope that if I, if I, maybe this time the fairy tale will end up better with a happy ending. Right. Well, speaking of fairy tales, um, you have a really great analogy about good girls and uh, bad girls and using good girl tactics. So can you tell me a little bit about Kate Middleton? Yes. Um, Kate Middleton is, um, what I call the quintessential good girl who used bad girl secrets to catch her prince, literally catch a prince. Yes, she and, did. <laughs> um, you know, at the, in the end of my bad girls book, um, I talk about this, the um, uh, bad girl secrets to a man's heart and uh, the six secret spells of seduction. And so Kate used a number of these um, spells or tactics uh, starting off, actually, before she even met Prince William, um, she was voted by her the guys in her class in high school as a two out of ten. You know, on the scale of a ten, she was only a two. Wow! At that time, yes, those guys must be kicking themselves now. But um, so she went home that summer and she took a good look at herself and she fixed herself up. She lost a little weight. She learned how to use makeup better, and she um, dressed more stylishly, and she took an honest look at herself, and she fixed herself up. And then um, in college, she um, was in, you know, of course, she went to the same college that William went to, and they, there was a, a fashion show, a charity fashion show. And before this, um, she was sort of casual friends with William. He only looked at her as a friend. But in this fashion show, the um, the girls got outfits that were um, gotten from a school in London where uh, a design school, the, the people in the design school donated or loaned their fashions they had designed uh, to her college for the girls to wear in a fashion show. And so there was this outfit, which was actually supposed to be a skirt, but Kate wore it as a dress. And um, it's, you know, it's a, it was a see-through, um, a, a textile, a knit outfit with sort of a blue band at the top and at the bottom, kind of a bow. And But in the middle was a black and gold um, uh, knit kind of, of, it was just like a tube uh, and she wore it, instead of wearing it like a skirt, okay, Cheryl, she wore we're it gonna, We're going to have to go to break right now. Okay, we're going to have to go to break right now. We're going to have to go to break right now. That's okay, sure, we're going to sure. go to break. We'll be right back. This is Live La Bella Vita. 
Stay with us to learn more about the latest beauty tricks of the trade and latest fashion trends before anybody else. We'll be back with more Live La Bella Vita right after these on Toginet.com. Hey moms, get ready for Living the Dream Mom with Nina Fry. Thursday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. Living the Dream Mom is about the true realities of motherhood, the beauty and the rewards of watching your children grow. All these moms have something in common. They put their kids first. It's not about the kids all the time and the diapers and the bottles and the breastfeeding. It's about showcasing the mother in motherhood, real moms in the real world. Do you get it? Now that's what the show is about. So every week, let's get together and we'll share these great stories with you guys. And I hope by the end of the show, you'll be saying, you know what? That is my life. Nina gets it. And I can't hardly wait to see what she brings me next week. Don't miss the next Living the Dream Mom. It's Real Moms in the Real World. Thursday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central. Living the Dream Mom with Nina Fry on Toginet.com. Girlfriended is on Toginet. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. With your hosts, Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan. This show is your chance to share, learn, laugh, and connect with other women. The Girlfriended principle was born out of loss. Lisa had recently had her mother pass away from cancer. And my mom um, was murdered. A man just walking into a room and started a 23-second shooting spree. I think one of the things we both realized going through those tragedies is that you can be extremely okay and be extremely sad. Check out Girlfriended.com. And then be a part of Girlfriended, the radio show, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. You know, your boyfriend or, or your husband or whatever, they don't totally understand that emotional side to a woman like another woman does. And I think that's so important just to have somebody that you go, she gets me. Check out the website, girlfriended.com. Don't miss Girlfriended with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central on toginet.com. If you love Italian food, you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, you love travel and luxury destinations and resorts, this is your show. All with an Italian flair. It's Live La Bella Vita. Now, let's get back to the show on Toginet. And here again is your host, Don Catherine. Welcome back, everybody. I have the beautiful Dr. Carol Lieberman on my show tonight, and we are talking about Kate Middleton in the infamous dress that she wore um, to snag Prince William. So we uh, had to go to break. So just continue what we were talking about, about her dress and how she used it to snag Prince William. Sure. Um, so it was a see-through dress, essentially. I mean, it was a knit dress. It was, um, it, it, it was. You could see a lot between the stitches. And what she yes. wore underneath yes. it was a was black underwear, a black bra, and panties. I at first had thought that it was a bikini, but um, but no. It turns out that that was actually underwear that she walked down the runway in at her charity. Uh, school, college, fashion show. And Prince William was sitting in the front row, and he apparently turned to a friend and said, wow, she's hot. And this (laughs) is the first time that he looked at her in this um, potential love interest way instead of just as a platonic friend. 
Now, what she used, the secret spells that she used in that at that time were, um, of course, looks. Um, she, you know, she looked glamorous, and and um, and of course, also she she uh, had a great figure and a dress. Literally, she wore this dress, uh, sexy see-through dress, and then also uh, and tactics for having done it. And personality, what he was attracted to wasn't just her looks and the dress and her figure and all that. It was also the audacity that she had, the courage that she had to walk down in this revealing outfit. And so it was the whole package. And it was from that point on that he saw her in a completely different light. And we had the recent wedding that we had. I so, it was beautiful. But, <laughs> It said it was a beautiful, beautiful wedding. Yes, yes, and um, and then of course she. Then after that, she used um, another another example of the bad girl secrets that she used, which would go under tactics. Um, was when he after college when he wanted to sow his wild oats. and uh, he was with other women and so on who were throwing themselves at him, and. A good girl would have um, whined or complained or gotten angry or cried. Uh, anything that would be very unattractive <laughs> would, would cling. Um, and instead, she let him go off and sow his oats. And instead of staying home and crying, she went out to different clubs and she got photographed. And... Um, she and of course, you know, these photographs appeared, and Williams began to see that she wasn't just sitting sulking at home; she was out having a good time, and it it made him realize that he could lose her, and so he came running back like a little puppy dog. So there are all these things, and I talk about in the book. I was, I was saying before that I that I interviewed over a hundred men, and I have their best stories in the book. You know, under each of the. A uh, dozen dangerous damsel chapters, and you can see the different things that the bad girls did to attract and keep their men. And but getting back to Kate, um, this this sexy dress went on up for auction um, in March, and I went to London to bid on it oh because God. I <laughs> I wanted it to be um, I wanted to be able to use it. As when in speaking and so on, you know, touring and and uh, media interviews and all that, um, I wanted to be able to use it as a visual to inspire good girls everywhere to <laughs> to show them that they too can catch their own prince. And so I didn't wind up getting the dress because uh, I was outbid. Uh, it went for approximately one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars, and no, I, I was not. <laughs> I heard that, and I heard I heard that it only cost her the the designer like twenty five pounds to make that dress. <laughs> yes, yes, approximately. Yes, absolutely. But of course, now it's a historical garment. It, so, and it really, and it really wasn't even a dress. It actually was a skirt that she made into a dress. So absolutely. It kind of that Kate's a little bit on the fashion forward side, and I was like, yeah, you know, it's a skirt. It's probably not as great as a skirt. Let's make it as a dress, and it certainly <laughs> it did the trick. <laughs> yes, it was certainly a lot sexier as a dress. And and the designer, who I got to know because of being there, you know, for the auction, 
um, she, she never really meant it to be see I mean, she, you know, a woman could wear underneath it, could have, like, as a skirt, could have worn leggings underneath or dark black stockings or a slip or something. But Kate really took it to a whole other level. So I became friends with the designer, Charlotte Todd, and um, when I got back to the States, um, I wound up getting a replica of that dress and also becoming the ambassador of the dress to the United States, the representative of the dress, because um, as I say on my website, women who are armed with the dress and uh, a copy of my Bad Girls book um, would be able to catch their own prints. That's great. <laughs> That's really outstanding that you that you're the ambassador of the dress. That's really cool. Yes, it's a lot of fun. And and you know the thing is that when you wear this dress, Ellen, oh, the, the dresses now it's it's a limited edition. There of of the copies of the dress, man, the manufactured copies. Um, they're not quite as see through because you know because <laughs> because not every yeah. woman would like to uh, show it all. Yeah, um, unless you're Giselle, like I was talking about Giselle Bunchen earlier. If you were Giselle, yeah. you could wear that dress, but most most average women cannot pull that dress off. <laughs> well, um, but now that the way that it's made, where where it's not quite as see through, um, you can wear underwear, you can wear a bikini, you can wear a, a slip. You know, however you want to wear it as an evening dress or as a day dress, you know, dress it up or down, or even as something to, to wear over a bikini at the beach or at the lake, you know, at the at the water, wherever you're wearing a bathing suit. Um, it could be worn in a lot of different ways. But the, the way that a woman feels in it is sexy and fun. And the way that guys will respond to this, you know, is in, because it's not just responding to how what a woman's figure is. Um, it's responding to the woman's attitude, her personality, how she how she feels in the dress and how she acts in the dress and how inviting she is um, for male attention. Absolutely. You know, I think that a lot of women think that they have to look like, again, Giselle to get the man that they want. And I really don't think that that's true. I think that, honestly, I think that confidence is is. So key, I think, in, in getting men. I mean, I'm sure that you have to agree with that. That you know, when you have that kind of confidence and moxie to to wear a dress or you know to wear a certain dress or to you know you put yourself out there in a certain way, I think that's very attractive to men. I think men are turned on by women who have self confidence, regardless of their size or you know whether they're very attractive or maybe not is so attractive. I, I just think that that confidence. It's something that attracts men very, very much. Yes, absolutely. Um, that is, you know, in, in these the six secret spells, that's, you know, part of the personality spell um, to be able to, to sell that, that. I mean, of course, yes. You know, I mean, with these spells, it's not like, um, I mean, I'm certainly not saying that it's fair, <laughs> or it's great um, that certain things turn men on, you know, but right. but men are visual and um, and they do respond. It's not just about looks, but it's also lifestyle, certain things that women do in their life or don't do. Um, it, it's all these, it, it's a whole package of things. And, yes, it would be nice if a woman could just be herself and be wonderful and have a good heart and attract all the men in the world, 
but that's just not the way it is. And um, and if instead of women sitting on the shelf and wondering why they keep going dateless, uh, I'm trying to help them get some clues as to what kinds of things uh, work in the real world. And and it's not that I'm you know um, saying that's great or that. Uh, but as I say in the book, we can either protest and burn our bras, um, or uh, but but that's not going to change things in our lifetime, or at least our dating lifetime. And so, so while we're trying to change the world, in the meantime, if we want dates, um, these are things that over a hundred. There are certain consistent things that over a hundred men said. Um, that they were willing to, that they were attracted to, and that they were willing to put up with, with, that they were willing to be with women who treated them badly if they did these things. So if a woman is wonderful and she picks up some of these secrets, then obviously she's going to attract more men. Absolutely. You know, uh, we're going to be coming up on a break in about a minute and a half, but I know that I want, you talked about this other book that you have um, about the bad boys, and... um, I know that uh, a lot of girls are attracted to bad boys and uh, myself being one of them. And I really want to dig into that a little bit, so if you could tell me about that. And I know that um, I had talked with you earlier, and you had said that you are actually redoing that book. Is that correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. And when will that, one, when will that be coming out? Um, I don't have a publication date yet, okay. but... Um... But, yes, I'm going to be bringing that out again. Um, the psychology is the same, but I'm, <laughs> there's a whole new set of examples of bad boys um, to, to include in the book. Uh, you know, I'm sure as you I was do. Saying, as, what? I said, I'm sure you do, because it's just, it just, they're always evolving. <laughs> exactly. Always... I mean, you know, I was, I was mentioning um, Anthony Weiner, Arnold Schwarzenegger. We have, you know, we're, we're, <laughs> the headlines are filled with bad boys and bad girls. It is. It's, it's amazing. They're, they're everywhere. And, you know, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. I think that, uh, and, and, and the women just keep on going back to them, and I don't understand that. But uh, it's, uh, it's definitely an interesting topic. We're going to be coming back and uh, talk about the bad boys and talk a little bit, a little bit more about that. And uh, so, if anybody wants to call in, we can uh, do that. You can call in. We'll be back after the break. You know, he just might. This is Live La Bella Vita. Stay with us to learn more about the latest beauty tricks of the trade and latest fashion trends before anybody else. We'll be back with more Live La Bella Vita right after these on Toginet.com. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting Magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. 
Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff. And find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. In the healthcare industry today, most of us are left in the dark when our doctors talk to us about our health and wellness. It seems that they don't have enough time to be informative and give us the options we deserve. Are you frustrated with today's medical advice as I am? Join the Medical Insider with Danny Walker and Dr. Richard Powell as they discuss the insider look at various therapies, medications, supplements, and much, much more. We will bring you the cutting-edge information regarding your health care and how you can take control of your health care decisions by not being fooled but being informed. Danny Walker and Dr. Richard Powell will be joined by experts in various fields throughout the healthcare industry, and they'll uncover the information that you should know about when it comes time to making those crucial decisions. Don't be fooled. Be informed with the Medical Insider every Wednesday at 1 o'clock Eastern, 12 Central. If you love Italian food, you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, you love travel and luxury destinations and resorts, this is your show. All with an Italian flair. It's Live La Bella Vita. Now, let's get back to the show on Toginet. And here again is your host, Don Catherine. Welcome back. We are here with Dr. Carol Lieberman and we are going to dedicate this last segment of the show to bad boys. Um, so, what is it, Carol? Why do we always go back to the bad boys? Why is it such an addiction for us women? Well, um, like I was starting to talk about before, it all goes back to daddy. <laughs> you know, and depending, <laughs> upon, and depending upon the kind of dysfunctional relationship that a woman has with her father... That determines what kind of bad boy she will be attracted to. Like I was talking before about, you know, women who have been abandoned by their fathers either through divorce or death or, you know, some other, um, something else that causes the father to be physically or emotionally not there. And that these were women who pick what I call the frazzled frog type of bad boys who seem, because they don't have their life together, like they'll be least likely to leave, but then it turns out that when she fixes them up and nurtures them, um, he gets his life together, and then he thinks, what do I need her for? I can find someone who uh, I couldn't have gotten before when I was a mess. <laughs> um, so so he hops away. And then there are other examples. Um, you know, it all comes down for the, for the man, the bad boy, it all comes down with his relationship with his mother and um, what kind of how that was dysfunctional. So like the frazzled frog had a mother that wasn't nurturing enough. Um, a lot of problems come from uh, today. You know, we were talking about how divorce is causing so many of these relationship problems when people, when little, these little kids, little girls and boys grow up, they then have fear of intimacy because they're afraid of getting hurt because they've seen how hurt their mother or father were, um, was, 
uh, during the divorce. And um, so, for example, uh, with divorces, little boys are more and more often being made the man of the house. You know, the parents divorce, the little boy perhaps is with his mother more, and she turns him into the man of the house. And, and little boys, you know, um, are not equipped to be the man of the house, and so they feel as though uh, they feel inadequate. They grow up thinking they, can, they can't really fill their daddy's shoes, and so then they grow up feeling as though they're inadequate and that, they're, that no woman is going to find them um, sufficient. So, uh, so for example, so there are other, in my Bad Boys book, I used fairy tales to describe the different types of, of bad boys and, um, and relationships. And so, for example, the uh, Beauty and the Beast, (coughs) what I call the brooding beast, uh, type of bad boy. This is a guy who is depressed and who, um, who doesn't feel as though uh, his talents are being recognized. And um, women who go for brooding beasts uh, have had childhoods where their father was a guy, just like in the story of Beauty and the Beast. Um, the father there, it was not that he was a bad father. I mean, he loved his little girl. and But um, when the story starts, he had lost his wife, uh, Beauty's mother, and his ship didn't come in, so he was you know, lost a lot of money, and and um, Beauty felt really sorry for her father. Uh, they, she was just a little girl. There wasn't anything she could do to fix the problems in his life, and so she felt really sorry for him. And in the story, she eventually, of course, she didn't want to be with the Beast, <coughs> excuse me, until the Beast lay dying in a in a cave. And when he, uh, when she realized that he needed rescuing, that's when she came back and wanted to rescue him. And um, and so, like a lot of you know, a lot of women, um, women who have had fathers who they wished they could rescue, fathers, let's say, who had a drug abuse problem or who were just depressed, or you know, and they couldn't rescue them when they were little girls. Um, they would then find these kinds of men, these brooding beasts, these unhappy, sad men who felt like um, their talents weren't being recognized in life, and they would try to rescue them, just like Beauty had tried to rescue her father. So there's all kinds of uh, parallels, all kinds of stories. For each of the of the types of bad boys, there are classical kinds of um, archetypes or store fairy tales where uh, where the story of the little girl rescuing or, or, or wanting to have a certain kind of relationship with her bad boy um, is can be seen. And again, it all goes back to the kind of dysfunctional relationship that she had with her father. Right. I have a question because I, I had some friends who knew you were coming on tonight and they asked me a question uh, that they wanted to have you answer. And that was, mm-hmm. is a bad boy ever teamable? Is he ever going to be settled down? If, if he's the type that, you know, he's in his 40s, he has, you know, a great job, he, you know, has monetary, you know, 
monetary things and, you know, he's very materialistic. He has all of this stuff and he can have any girl he wants because he has all this money and he can do whatever he wants. Are those men ever attainable? Well, yes. Um, uh, you know, a, a lot of times another type of bad boy is the Mr. Power Mad. And he's a guy similar to what you're describing, um, a guy who seems like he has it all. He seems like, you know, he would be a great catch. He's a CEO or he um, he's a, you know, an athlete or he, whatever he is, he, he seems like uh, he has his life very much together and he's very successful. And uh, so it seems, you know, the, the woman is, is thrilled that this guy seems to like her. But... Um, men like that, or the, the Mr. Power Mad types that I describe, are men who um, seem good on the outside for everything that they achieved, but then they also want to exert their power over the woman and want to control the woman. And so, um, so all all that glitters <laughs> turns out, you know, to not necessarily be great when the longer the woman is in a relationship with him. Um, so, and these are women, typically, their relationship with their father, they, they usually have had weak fathers. Their mothers wore the pants in the family. And when these little girls were growing up, they would say to themselves, um, they'd be embarrassed for their father. They'd think to themselves, uh, I don't want to marry a man who's that weak. I want to marry a man who's more powerful. And so they're attracted to these Mr. Power Mads who, um, you know, who are more powerful and accept that <laughs> there's a downside. And so, you know, yes, I mean, I, I talk about the different ways that, that one can try to make these relationships work. Um, the only kinds that I say you need to absolutely get out of ASAP are either the compulsive flirt, if he's not just flirting, but actually, you know, having sex with other women, because this is not only emotionally dangerous, but physically dangerous. Also, the, um, the Prince of Darkness, that's the OJ type, you know, the very dangerous, abusive type. Um, and then also the, uh, the kind that, uh, the lethal lover, the kinds that um, are in jail, you know, the uh, um, the group, these are women who are groupies or, or write to guys in prison and um, have have crushes, you know, on pick a boyfriend who's in, who's in prison um, to have a relationship with, you know, and obviously if they've been in prison for something dangerous, then these are not, <laughs> these are not uh, good guys to try to, to try to fix up a relationship with. Wow. So I, I guess that that answers those questions. I don't know. You know, I think that uh, being a good girl myself, and even though I do have a little thing for a bad boy, <laughs> and uh, sometimes it doesn't get me to where I want to be, but I do think that um, I think everybody needs a little bit of a bad boy. I think that every guy needs a little bit of a bad girl. <laughs> And a good girl. So I wanted to um, talk to you real quick because I want everybody to know where can they get their uh, get your book. Yes. Well, the books are, are sold in, in um, retail stores like Barnes & Noble. 
And, of okay. course, online, barnesandnoble.com um, and, and uh, amazon.com. But if people want a an autographed copy of the book, um, they can get it from my website, badgirlsbook.com. And also on the website, um, that's under badgirlsbook.com slash store, uh, also on the store page are the Kate Middleton dresses. So people oh, yes, can so you're order. Oh, you're them right here. Oh, my gosh. What did you say? So you're selling them right there on your store. That's amazing. Yes. yes, that's the only place right now that you can get them in the United States is from my website. <laughs> okay, I'm tweeting that out to all of my followers tonight after we get off the show to find <laughs> to go to your website. So I will definitely be sending some people your way. <laughs> okay, great. For sure. And, and also I'm offering your listeners, if they go to the website, and opt in, um, I will send a complimentary bad girls test for women and a sitting duck test for men. Um, the bad girls test gives a woman an idea of whether she's a, a good girl or a man eater or something in between. And the sitting duck test for men t- t- uh, shows men how vulnerable they are to a bad girl. It gives them an idea of just how how <laughs> how dangerous it is out there and what, whether they need to be, uh, how carefully they need to be watching out for bad girls. Okay. Well, Dr. Carol Lieberman, it, it has gone by way too fast. I We need to have you back on the show sometime in the near future because there's so many other things that I want to talk to you about. I thank you so much for your time. I want everybody to check out her website and to go out and buy her book at Barnes Noble. All of the information that Dr. Carol talked about will be on my show page tonight. And I just want to say once again, thank you so much. You're a beautiful lady. You 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 really had a, a great conversation with me tonight, and I really enjoyed it. I can't wait to have you back. And well, thank um, you for, so much. All right. So we'll we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week on the La Bella Vida Show. Good night. Buona notte. Time to say goodbye. Thank you for being a part of 